Welcome to Dashway Talks, a show powered by Dashway Consulting, a China-based strategic market research company founded in 2010. My name is Eloi. I'm in China for uh, eight years, and uh, I now have a company dedicated to VR and AR, uh, based in Shanghai for uh, five years now. So uh, I had the chance to work with several clients, you know, based around Asia. Uh, it gives me, I guess, a good overview of what's happening in, uh, in, uh, in virtual reality and now augmented reality that becomes uh, from this year something. Um, my clients are a travel business, so I have some people like uh, Club Med, like uh, Hyatt Hotel, uh, cars like Peugeot Citroën, I have uh, like a supermarket, like the Metro supermarket. And, Logitech and technology is quite vast, it goes all around. They're usually based uh, here in Shanghai, but also in Hong Kong, sometimes in Korea, sometimes a bit around, which travel uh, a bit around Asia. Who are the main AR players in the Chinese market? Before going into the into the Chinese market uh, on uh, augmented reality, I, I think it's important to have an understanding of what are the main key players in the world and in the world being in America. Uh, the first player being Microsoft, and Microsoft is doing uh, glasses called HoloLens. Uh, they did uh, HoloLens 1 like four or five years ago, and now they just released HoloLens 2. We just received it in uh, some territories in the world. We received it in China a few uh, weeks ago. Uh, and we are doing actually our first project now with uh, HoloLens 2. Uh, so it's a, a glasses really uh, made for the, the factory, uh, so which uh, fits really well uh, with China uh, because we have used many factories. Uh, so where the, the worker can wear these glasses and receive some instruction or talk to someone else, you know, without uh, the need to use his hands and manipulate a smartphone or a computer. He can receive all this information there. So Microsoft being one of the main players, they invested billions of dollars into uh, AR. Uh, second big company in the US, it's called Magic Leap. And Magic Leap is uh, based in Florida in the US. And uh, they are more focusing on entertainment and uh, B2C really, and trying to do consumer uh, um, application uh, in AR, gaming. Right, of course, and uh, other cool things, uh, and imagining that uh, at some point uh, everyone will wear, where we will see uh, the glass will be a screen, and you will see all different applications that you can see uh, on your phone right now or on the computer. And Magic Leap developed that kind of things, but it didn't work really well. Uh, and um, they tried to raise billions of dollars also from Alibaba and from different big players, from Google. Uh, but we, we've seen the report a few months ago that actually the first wave of the glasses that they sold, it was only like 6,000 units. So it's extremely small. So uh, it didn't work very well because it was too expensive, too bulky, too, not, not, not so good in the end. So Magic Leap is a huge trouble. But one of the employees of Magic Leap uh, left Magic Leap many years ago and created his own company in Beijing. And he's Chinese. Uh, and uh, this is where uh, augmented reality in China starts. I mean, no, you had all, uh, other company, but uh, his company is really the main one. And it's called Enreal. And uh, they are super cool people in Beijing, uh, really trying to uh, make this thing working. It's extremely hard to do augmented reality, you know. Uh, 
Of course, the hardware is extremely complicated because you need to have this uh, little screen in the glasses, you know, in the transparent glasses. And then you have to have the software making it all working where you can have 3D objects in the space, calculating all the space. It's super hard. Uh, and these guys, they, they really try to, um, to make it working. And um, we have uh, um, uh, a developer version of the glasses uh, so that we are playing with. It's, it's, it's working well. Uh, so we think it will be uh, one of the main player. Uh, it will be uh, glasses that you can uh, plug to your phone. Okay, so uh, it's uh, it's wired, uh, and you plug it to your phone, and you can use, for example, the 5G of your phone to actually display very heavy content. This is what Unreal is trying to do. Uh, second, I think a uh, major uh, uh, AR uh, company uh, in China it's uh, Shadow Creator. Shadow Creator is a startup from here, from Shanghai. And uh, they did few headset, first AR, then some VR, and now they have a headset called Gimo, uh, which is a standalone headset. So you have everything being in the headset, and uh, you uh, where you have little battery that you plug on it. It's, it's quite funny. It's quite it's quite ingenious uh, system, uh, where so you don't have to plug it to to a phone. You have a microprocessor, everything uh, uh, which is inside, and it's quite light. Uh, the, the only problem is that it's still a bit warm. So when you wear it, it's still, um, you know, because the processing power is that. And then you have a super, super tiny fan on the side, which is doing, <laughs> so it's not yet perfect, but it's it's cool enough to do to do uh, many uh, animation, you know, for events, for example, it will work very well. So Unreal and Shadow Creator, I think are the main one, but you have other company, uh, you have Mad Gaze, uh, you have, uh, Rocket, which is in Hangzhou, and you have probably many other companies trying to do AR glasses. There is a huge, um, uh, everybody is, is seeing that problem as being the smartphone of the future. So imagine the market of smartphones, we are talking about billions of units, you know, people, everybody in this world needs a smartphone. So we imagine that uh, in five years, 10 years, uh, the market will be where uh, everybody will need smart glasses, okay? Apple is doing that also very soon. There is a, there are multiple rumors for many years, but we are, we can expect that um, now is the time because the processing power is now good enough and small enough, uh, so you don't need that much battery to really uh, have good AR glasses. So there is no reason why uh, Apple wouldn't do that, and uh, so we can imagine that Apple will release some some reports is that they would announce it in a few months and it will be released in, in one year, maybe in two years, but it doesn't matter. It's that there is like a trend, you know, uh, to see that um, Apple and all the other players being Android based uh, are working on that, you know, Samsung is working on that, you know, everybody is working on that. We, uh, Lenovo, uh, we imagine that uh, we will have, uh, uh, they all see that as the next computing platform, you know, the next uh, smartphone. So yeah, that's a, that's a bit the, the big landscape in the US and uh, and here. What is the main AR technology used in China? The, the first case is um, factories, yes. So for example, right now we're working for a company called Suez, uh, which is doing um, recycling uh, and uh, water treatment, so you know, big factories, this kind of thing. And uh, just to give you an idea of the type of use case you can have, uh, they, they are in need for remote collaboration. So it means that someone in a factory uh, in a country outside of China 
uh, is uh, in need of uh, communicating with a headquarter, for example, here in Shanghai. Uh, and uh, it's a worker in, uh, in the factory, you know, and he has to do a specific operation that he doesn't know how to do. Uh, he can wear these glasses, uh, which is HoloLens here, and he doesn't have to handle the computer because it is there. So he can manipulate um, uh, some, some machines, you know, and the camera of HoloLens will record what he's doing and will stream that video to someone in Shanghai. So in the same time that he's manipulating something, uh, we see what exactly what he's doing. So he can show and say, oh, is it this blue wire that I have to cut? You know, exactly like in a film, you know, where you have the bomb and, and someone has to cut the wire. Is it the blue one, the yellow one? No, no, it's the, it is, you know, <laughs> it is exactly this kind of thing. You know? So we can remotely help someone uh, who doesn't understand anything about bombs uh, on uh, on how to uh, how to deal with that? So this is a first use case for uh, for factory. But for factory, second big use case is an help, then being automatic, not in a remote condition, but like being automatic where a, a worker doesn't know anything about specific machine, but he's wearing these glasses, and the glass because uh, a Hololens can scan in 3D uh, objects and uh, can uh, cross-reference also the position where, uh, uh, where uh, we are. You can uh, point you know, with your glass at a specific machine and the, gl the, the glasses will recognize that, oh, this machine, and for this machine, this uh, is how it should work. And uh, the glass will show you, you know, in the space with a little uh, arrow, you know, with a little circle and say, oh, here you have to take this specific thing to turn there, then, then you, do that then you push on this button and everything is is, uh, is explained for you to, to to be able to manipulate this machine without the without the need to understand anything of what you are doing see so anybody can oh, become specialist of something by just wearing the glasses and you just do oh, okay oh i turn this thing okay cool oh, and you do this whole thing so that's that's uh, quite a, a lot of uh, use case other things that we are doing uh, and that uh, i see a huge uh, i think a opportunity for augmented reality is for travel okay here more for consumer uh, uh, right now for example we are working on a, a, a travel assistant uh, which is uh, in augmented reality so through we, we are doing it through the phone but it will be after for uh, for glasses also where uh, you know you use your phone to uh, in a hotel and uh, the phone knows uh, in which hotel you are and in which room you are and uh, appears in front of you a little avatar, a character that we design, you know, and uh, this you can interact with this character to uh, access all the service of the hotel. You know, where is the laundry room service? Uh, where is the gym? Uh, I need to extend my stay, you know, all these things that you could do uh, via the phone or uh, going to the front desk. So we think it's important because AR helps to um, uh, to give you information about the space and uh, the value of having information about the space is even more important when you are in a space that you don't know, isn't it? If you are at home, you don't need to have an information to tell you, ah, where is the, where is the switch to turn on or off the light? Because you just need to learn it and then you know it for your life, isn't it? But in a hotel for travelers uh, who are moving from hotel to hotel, 
each time they arrive in a new hotel, it's a new environment where they don't know anything, where they need to know where is the restaurant, where is the breakfast, uh, you know, all plenty of information because it's a new world for them. It's not necessarily in their own language. So uh, AR is quite appropriate for that. We imagine AR for museum, you know, uh, helping to guide you in a museum, uh, visiting Shanghai, you know, we, we think about doing an experience to, to help you on the bound, you know, where we can describe for you every building at the bound, you know, all these famous buildings and, and, and give you the story of that in augmented reality while you are looking at it, you receive this information about that. So we see travel as being a um, great case for uh, AR. So that's a bit uh, that. Um, so we see all travel brands, uh, of course, hotels, but airlines being interested in that, tourism boards, you know, all uh, and every brand being associated with discovering something which is not known. Any questions? We will find an expert to answer them. Drop your questions in the comments or send us an email, dx at dashwayconsulting.com.